Welcome to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the replies and interaction and ideas for new podcasts. And uh, thank you for passing on the messages to family and friends. Uh, I'm just so grateful. And for those that are financially supporting, uh, thank you so much. It is an incredible blessing. Today's podcast is based on that little phrase that I'm sure you've heard, but I think it's very true and very powerful. And that phrase is, let go and let God. What does that actually mean, to let go and let God? I think God calls us to let go of our problems, let go of our challenges, let go of our anxiety, let go of our fears, let go of perhaps difficult people in your life and that you just don't have to carry that anymore. You're you're able to hand them over to God. And that's really what it's all about in letting go and letting God is you're taking these things in your life and you're going, I'm not going to try to control this anymore. And that's a biggie because most of us, we want to be in control. Just let me be in the driver's seat. And, and then there are others that maybe you don't want control, but you're still holding on to the anxiety or the stress or the problem that is in front of you. And so it's like you're handing it over to God. That's what we want to do, to let go and to let God. I'll never forget, I was probably about 13 years old, and I'm in my bedroom, and somehow, some way, my dad walked by, and he saw that I was stressed. He saw that I was anxious, and he puts his head into the bedroom, and I'll never forget these words that he said. He said, Tom, don't worry about things you don't have control over. And I tell you what, that has really served me well, that you and I could step into that space where we're just not going to worry about things that quite frankly, we don't have control over. <laughs> we we want to have control over it, but reality says that we don't. So we trust God. We believe God. We we stand on that promise of Romans 8:28 that tells us that you know God is working all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so if you love God, guess what? He's using the things in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's it's all being weaved together to create a masterpiece because God calls you his masterpiece. So how do we let go and let God? Today, we're going to be rooted in Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to look at seven verses, uh, Philippians 3, 7 to 14, and we'll be right there. And what I'm going to offer you are eight action steps that you can take, eight things that you can do that are found here in Philippians 3 to let go and let God. Okay, so here we go. Let's, let's rock and roll. Philippians 3, verse 7. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Okay, so number one that we have to do is consider. What does that mean? Like, it means that you got to think about it, evaluate it, uh, weigh it out. And in this, 
Apostle Paul is writing this in Philippians 3. And he's saying, you know, the things that I thought were really good, you know, compared to Christ, I, I don't care anymore. It, it doesn't matter anymore. It just doesn't weigh up. It doesn't measure up. And so the first thing that we, we do is we just consider. And that's a good thing to do. And so many times we, I know I knew, I need to, is remind myself of what is true. What is true? You've heard that acronym for fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. I mean, so many times our fears are attached to things that you don't know it's going to go that way, but we, we get afraid and we get fearful of it. But so many times it's, it's just intimidation and it's false evidence appearing real. But what we got to go back to in considering this number one concept, consider, weigh it out, measure it out, is we got to measure it to the truth. So for many years, I, I taught a class and I would have people go, huh, I wonder what the Bible has to say. <laughs> you do it just like that. Huh, I wonder what the Bible has to say. So you're facing something, you're, you're trying to figure it out, you're trying to know what direction to go. You, you got to consider, right? Well, what are you going to consider? You say to yourself, huh, I wonder what the Bible has to say. <laughs> and now what you can do is Google, what does the Bible say about? <laughs> you just put it in and you'll get a more than you wish for. So that whole idea of considering, and now it's measuring up. And, and when you measure it to Christ, it's like, man, Christ is perfect. Christ is, is love and peace and hope and joy. And wow, you know, and that's the big consideration that we have to make. So number one, we got to consider. Okay. Verse eight says, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Isn't that interesting? Like when you read, again, this is another measuring it up. <clears throat> uh, but number two action is knowing, knowing Christ. We're considering the truth. Now we're knowing Christ, getting to know him. And again, there's this measuring where, you know, what it's saying here in verse eight of Philippians three is that, you know, all those other things, I consider it garbage. Some translations say rubbish, I think must be the British translation rubbish <laughs> you know but it's garbage it's junk compared to Christ gaining Christ knowing Christ and that's where we want to be a another phrase that I've always stuck to is that I know that I know that I know that I know <laughs> we got to know and in this verse Philippians 3 verse 8 know Christ because everything Compared to that, it, it, it's it's rubbish, it's garbage, it's junk. It's just it's just not worth anything. And so we're gonna consider and go to God's word. We're gonna we're gonna know Christ, knowing Him. That's letting go and letting God. That's how we're gonna get there. And then number three, we go to verse nine and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law but that which is through faith in Christ, 
the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Okay, this is a huge one. And so number three, we're going to say found. Okay, we're letting go and letting God. I got to be found in Christ. But what it goes on to say is what makes you right with God. Like that, we all want to be right with God. Like uh, the day we die, right? We want to be right with God. I was taking a, a, a course and, and uh, the, the teacher uh, did a really interesting, uh, you know, example or illustration. He said, uh, okay, everyone, take out a pen and paper and write the age that you think you're going to die. Isn't that, that's, wow, that's like, you know, right up in your grill, right? Like that makes you think, you're like, oh my goodness, I've never, I mean, I, you know, I've thought about it, I guess, but, you know, but I got to write down the number, you know, and, and he had something that he was trying to get to, but it was just kind of like, wow, I got to, I got to think about that. So we, you know, and when we think of when we're going to die, we want to be right with God. Well, your righteousness what it says here in Philippians 3, verse 9, it's based on faith, not the law of trying to do this, do that, don't do that, don't do that, do that, don't do that one, do that one. And that it, it's stepping in to faith in Christ and he becomes your righteousness. He's the perfect one. He's the one that makes you right with God. Uh, when you turn to God and confess and 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 you know repent means you know changing your mind. I I used to think one way. Now I'm I'm believing in God. I'm receiving Christ. You know He doesn't see your sin anymore. It it He sees the cross, it, and it's gone. And so and that's being found. Number three, found in Christ. That's what we got to be. That's all a part of letting go and letting God. A lot of this is about really our identity. So, so we're considering things according to God's truth in his word. We're, we're knowing Christ. That's all relationship, number two. Number three, we're being found in him. And there's nothing like being found. I've told the story before that when my son was probably about four years old, we were all in the mall. And so Sherry took our three daughters and to go shopping. And, and so my one job was to watch my son. <laughs> you know, I, we're in some store and I turn around and I can't find him and I'm panicking and I kind of like run to the front door and I run back and I'm running through the, the department store and I'm like, you know, screaming at this point, look, look. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden he pops out behind these clothes and kind of like, like a pants rack and puts his head out and go right here, dad. You know, I'm like, ah, (laughs) didn't know whether to, you know, uh, hug him or, you know, give him a noogie. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, you know, it's that, it's that, oh, uh, something was lost and now it's found. And then there's great joy, right? There's that great joy. You know, it's the same thing when, when Adam and Eve sinned, you know, our heavenly father is calling out to Adam, 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 and, and Adam and Eve think they can hide from God, right? Uh, you know, they're hiding in the bushes and they're ashamed because they blew it. They sinned and, and God's going, Adam, where are you? He knew where he was. He's God. He knows all things, but it was a call to Adam. And of course, Adam says, we're not here. <laughs> and God said, Adam, 
It's got to be you. You're the only man I've created so far. You know, okay, there you go. And, and then, you know, they come out and, and it's the heart of the father to find lost things, find lost things. I have a funny prayer. I'll share it with you that when I lose something like my keys or my wallet or my whatever, and I, I pray, God, you are the God who loves lost things. So Holy Spirit, show me where I've lost and prove it again that lost things matter to you. And I'm telling you what, God always honors that prayer. I find what I'm looking for somehow, some way, you know, and, uh, but it's just my little prayer, like, like God, you love lost things, you know, and he's been so faithful uh, to, to me in that regard. And so here we go. We're letting go. We're letting God Okay, we got to verse 10 here. So verse 10 of Philippians 3. I want to know Christ. Yes, know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. So again, this is kind of identity, right? We're identifying with Christ. Number four is becoming, becoming like Christ. Wow, we want to know him. We want to be found in him. This is all about letting go and letting God, letting go of the control and becoming like him. Uh, You know, it's a beautiful thing to uh, look at a butterfly. I love butterflies. My wife, Sherry, and I, we are all about butterflies. And it's crazy because we see them all the time and we love it. And we've even like studied them a little bit and we've got like pictures of butterflies in our home and because butterfly, it's all about new creation. That little caterpillar and it goes into its little cocoon and somehow miraculously it comes out with beautiful wings and starts floating and flittering and flying, (laughs) flittering. I don't think that's a word, but I make up words. It's a gift. It's, it's a gift. So this, this idea of new creation. In fact, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, you are a new creation. In, again, in Christ, when you turn to Christ, you are a new creation. So all of this letting go and letting God, it really is about identity. I think Philippians 3 is revealing this to us, that we're becoming like Christ. And that, that's that new creation And that's all about identity. Okay, let's go on to number five. I'm going to give you eight. I'm going to give you eight. We're at number five, uh, verse 11. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. So number seven, uh, I'm sorry, our number five is attaining. Number five, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. That idea of just as Christ resurrected from the dead, that spiritually we would resurrect. Spiritually, we would come alive. Spiritually, we would go to that next level in God. I always think of an elevator, you know, and you you get on an elevator and here's the bottom line. You know, you're either in the elevator or you're not. There's no in between. It's like, you can't have one foot in and one foot out or you'll get crushed. It just won't work. You're either in or you're out. And then you get in and, and, and then you push the button and then you start going up to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. And that's what a relationship with Christ is all about is you got to get in that elevator 
And if you haven't got in, oh, you want to get in. There's nothing like it. And then God takes you to another level and another level, another level of maturity, another level of wisdom, another level of authority, all those things. And you're, you're attaining, you're attaining, you're attaining. That's number five, attaining. Number six, verse 12. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take a hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I love it. I love it. Our, our action point for letting go and letting God, number six, we're going to press on. Press on, press on, press on. That's what Apostle Paul says here. I press on. And it's so interesting because this one's also about purpose. He says, I'm going to take hold of that for the very reason why Jesus Christ took hold of me. He said he took a hold of me for something. And that's what I'm going to go after. And that's what it is for you. See, Jesus Christ takes a hold of you for a purpose He has a plan and he has a purpose for your life. And so what we do is we press on toward that. You know, a friend of mine said the other day, you know, God is ultimately in control, but we have duty. You know, we've got a job to do. And so we do our best and God takes care of the rest. That's how it works. That's how it works. Okay, let's go to verse 13. I love verse 13. Philippians 3, 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. I've got this verse memorized, and I always say it like that. But one thing I do, like a, you know, like a sergeant in the military. You know, I'm, I'm putting the stake in the ground, but one thing I do. What is that one thing? He goes on to say, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Oh my goodness. Number seven action point. This is a big one. Forgetting. Forgetting the yucky stuff of the past. I'm not talking about denial. I'm not talking about denial. And I'm not talking about denial. I'm talking about letting go. Forget. It's God's word. Forgetting what is behind forgetting the trouble and the heartache and the pain, letting it go, giving it to God, forgetting. And and then he goes on to say, and straining toward what is ahead. In other words, set your eyes ahead. What what could be, what where you want to go, where you want to get, where God's calling you. You know, so many times we live our life. And I I, I struggle with this too. But we live our life looking in the rear view mirror. You cannot drive your vehicle if your eyes are always in your rear view mirror. You got to look forward. You got to look out the windshield. You got to see what's coming. And that's how God wants you to live. Our action point for number seven is forgetting. Think of it this way. Think of a cross-country runner. And that cross-country runner is going up hills and rocky areas and dirt and maybe mud and grassy and and but there's this path and and you know sometimes going uphill it really hurts and strains and sometimes even going downhill you got to kind of you know catch yourself and and maybe you know he 
the cross country runner twisted an ankle a little bit or what, you know, but to get to the goal line, to get to the finish line, that cross country runner has to let go of the terrain of the past. Can't, can't be thinking about where the mud was or how hard that, that hill was. No, no. His or her eyes have to be on the finish line, have to be on the goal line, have to get there. That, so the eyes are forward, forward, forward. And, and that's what this verse uh, 13 is talking about. Uh, forget, forget the crazy terrain of the past and put your eyes on the goal line. And that's exactly what verse 14 that closes out the passage says to us. Philippians 3, verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I I like reading it like that because it gives more emphasis. Let me read it again normally. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's what it's all about, getting our eyes forward going toward the goal, that that prize to win it, because God has called you forward. God has called you upward. God has called you to the next level. God has called you heavenward in Christ Jesus. And so our eighth action point is called. You're called. I'm called. We're called to move forward, to keep moving forward. Yes, sirree, I tied it in. The name of our podcast, Keep Moving Forward. And to do that, we got to let go and let God. So let me recap. I know it's a lot. There's eight of them. But just go to Philippians 3 and read 7 uh, to 14 to to maybe soak in that a little bit. But let me recap. Uh, Number one, these are the eight actions to let go And to let God, let God have control. Let God step in. Let God move and invade. So number one, we got to consider, got to measure it to God's word. Consider. Uh, Number two, knowing, knowing Christ. Get to know him. Know his heart. Know his word. Uh, Hey, watch Chosen. Boy, did man, The Chosen, what a great uh, TV series. Uh, that really accurately depicts Jesus Christ. Uh, number three, found. You're going to be found in him. Again, it's all about your identity. How are you identifying? You're found in Christ. Number four, becoming like Christ. Again, that's a lot to do with identity. Number five, attaining. Remember, we're going to the next level with God. So we got to let go of the junk so that we can let God have his way and take us to that next level, attaining. Number six, our action point, press on and, and kind of get gritty with that. Like, yeah, I got I got some work to do. I got to press on. I got like lifting weights. Uh, like, you know, I'm going to press on. I'm going to do it. You know, get get going spiritually with that and, and really press on. Number seven, forgetting. Okay, we got to forget the lousy terrain of the past. We got to let it go, let it go. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, that's God's word. That's God's message to you. And, and then, of course, number eight, 
knowing that you're called heavenward. So you press on and then you're called heavenward. You're straining toward what is ahead. And when you have that kind of focus, man, you're going to be empowered to let go, let God, and really live the life that God designed for you. And so with that, I'm going to pray for you. I hope you're encouraged. You can do it. You can press on. You can forget what's behind and go heavenward. Let's do it together. So Lord, I thank you for each person that's listening to this Keep Moving Forward podcast. God, just that, we pray that you would empower each one of us. God, empower each person listening to press on, to move forward with you, to let go of the, the junk and the, the just the chains that are holding them back. Lord, break every chain. Break every chain. And Lord, uh, pull us forward. Move us forward. Give us the strength and the hope to move toward that finish line, that goal line, heavenward. And we just thank you. So God, give them power. Give them encouragement. Give them strength. Give them hope and peace. And let there be great joy. Lord, bless bless, bless each person listening. I pray in Jesus name. Amen. Well, hey, thanks again for listening to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. I'm just so grateful. Uh, Continue to, you know, give me feedback. Also, um, you know, pass this message on to someone that you think could use it. You can always just send them to the website, tomoleary.org. Uh, Again, thank you for those that are financially supporting. If you'd like to do that, you could go to the TomOleary.org website and there's a donate uh, give button. And I'm so grateful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And guess what? Don't forget, God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's for you. He's not mad at you. He's mad about you. God loves you and I'm for you. God bless.